Hello, welcome to another episode of Midmitten Gaming. I'm your host, Juice, keeping uh, up with the vitamin C there, and <laughs> I'm joined by GM. Uh, well, I, do do <laughs> I don't know. Oh my gosh, I'm literally face palming right now. Hi, yeah, I'm GM Jeff. Uh, so, Juice, what, what have you been doing in hobby lately? Because we're, we're talking about, uh, what are we talking about tonight? So tonight we're going to be going over the Eclipse Sisterhood. We're going to be doing a, our faction breakdown. We're getting down to the end of those, and we're excited about that. Um, the you know longer we do these faction breakdowns, more models that gets added because DGS is awesome. So you know eventually they will become a little obsolete, but for the most part they're going to stay pretty current, I guess, because we talk about the starter boxes and what to do after them. So yeah, they'll uh, they'll we, stay pretty up to date, I think. Yeah, but uh, regardless of that. Um, we uh, we're looking at what to do next. If you guys have any you know things you'd love to hear, we'd love to kind of hear those in the comments. But uh, for now, we're planning on going over some uh, some potential rules or scenario things. So we're looking forward to that, um, especially with the new scenarios. Maybe doing some reviews there and stuff. So it'll be a good time. But um, with my hobby progress, I have not gotten much done lately. But I have been putting together some Urukai for the Middle Earth SPG game. Me and Mr. Jeff here have been getting into. I'm really enjoying that. Uh, it's pretty middle of the road for wools, so that's real nice. Not a not a whole lot to absorb there. And then, uh, of course, the lore is really cool. Been reading through Lord of the Rings. Just finished the Fellowship and onto the Two Towers now, so that's fun. Oh, so you haven't even gotten to Boromir's death yet? No, yeah, he dies in the Fellowship. The breaking of the fellowship last chapter spoilers um so he, oh, he, does died, he? i thought he died i thought he died at the first chapter of the two towers nope he dies at the okay. very end chapter anyway he's way cooler in the books than in the movie because it talks about how he kills 20 orcs by himself which is like dang and he's like a cool guy, like always looking out for the hobbits and protecting them and stuff and he's yeah, not being corrupted by the ring and all that stuff but he um he does, um, whatchamacallit, I do, I do think the movies do a better job at his, like, actual death scene, though, in the books, they're kind of like, Aragorn finds, or Aragorn finds him, he's dead, up against a tree, and he says his last words, you know, and we're in the movie, you actually get to see the scene happen, and they do a little more. I mean, in the movie, so. yeah, you get to see the scene of Bormir's death, but, uh, they do a much better job, like, mourning him in the book because they have the lament of boromir which they sing yeah that's true and they, then they, they do the whole burial scene and they do the burial scene and uh they you know they they commemorate him a lot better um and they do the burial scene and stuff like that in the movies but i i always like boromir in the books way better than boromir in the movies in the movies he's kind of like a tool bench the whole time so mm. Yeah, a little bit until the end there, yeah, for sure. Yeah, until the end where he's, like, protecting the hobbits, and he's like, oh, okay, I guess he's all right. You know, and he teaches the hobbits how to sword fight and stuff like that, but whatever. All right, yeah. anyway, we're talking, yeah, so you, you <laughs> we have been doing that. <laughs> we, uh, we have been looking at Boromir's stat lines for sure and stuff like that, so we've been having fun there, but uh, anything else hobby progress-wise, Juice? Uh, put together the Marvel Crisis Protocol starter box, and that's kind of it. Been working on some Freeblades conversions, but haven't gotten a lot of painting in. I just did go to FlintCon, had an awesome time there uh, with Scott. Uh, me and him ran demos, 
if you guys, any of you did a demo, then um, thank you so much, and I uh, hope you enjoyed the game. Um, looking forward to potentially playing some Freeblades with you in the future. Um, uh, we played some other good games. There was some uh, tried Marvel Crisis Protocol demo there, did a demo of uh, Conquest Argument of Kings, and just some just had a good time. So, yeah, if you're in mid Michigan around uh, the the end of or early February here um, next year, uh, go to FlintCon. It is a blast. It's a ton of games. You just sign up and play. It's you know it's real low key and super fun. So, um, my hobby progress. I have been. Okay, so I've assembled a crapload of uh, Middle Earth guys, and they're all hanging out here with me, right next to me, staring at me and calling me names. So it feels good. Uh, but I've been, yeah, I've been working on my Middle Earth stuff a little bit here and there, mostly assembly with them. On the other hand, I have been working on some models for John Con, and that's been a ton of fun to paint those. I got one night down and a couple left to go. Uh, I've also been painting up my Adepticon freeband and been having a blast with that. They So I painted one of them. I painted my leader. She's heavily converted. Painted her. It was like, I hate this model. Like, I hate what I'm doing with her. I don't like how she's coming out. There's this problem and that problem, blah, blah, blah. I got so upset that I actually bought uh, new pieces to reconvert her. Ended up going in a different direction with the conversion like it way more and she came out great so i'm really happy with how she came out the second time i did her but i still have the first one i converted up uh painted up and everything like that there um ready to go and yep so there's that so i did that been working on that that's quite a bit of fun as well as a couple other commissions here and there like getting some paint on those as well so yeah, it's been busy. Also, uh, you know, caring for my son and taking care of him and my wife, and that's cut into my painting time quite a bit, so which has been challenging as I have stuff I need to get done. But yeah, cool. Juice, you want to remind us of something? Is that right? Uh, yes, I think you're talking about the giveaway. So uh, if you have not seen it already, we're doing a giveaway uh, that is going to be drawing at the end of uh, February here. And um, with that, uh, all you got to do is go to our Facebook page, Midmitten Gaming, and check out the pinned message up at the top right there. You'll see uh, it's pretty clear where you'll need to comment, but just comment on that, and that'll enter you into a chance to win. Uh, we'll post and do an episode when we do the drawing. Uh, or at least give a message about that there. And um, we're excited. Got a couple people in there right now. We'd love to see a lot more. We're going to be giving away a brush set from Gadzooks Gaming, which is an awesome gaming store if you haven't checked them out online. And it's a but, decent brush set. Like, I, I enjoyed painting with it. Yeah, we reviewed it on one of our episodes for a little bit there. But uh, there's going to be some other goodies with it as well. So get in there. Uh, we're doing it for the U.S. right now just for shipping purposes. But... Uh, if you do win, then we will send you a message, and um, so be on the lookout that for Facebook, uh, and uh, we're excited for that. So, for sure. All right. Well, we're going to be talking about uh, Sisterhood of the Eclipse for Free Blades by DGS Games tonight. 
and uh, we're going to go over their starter set like we've been doing with these faction overviews and uh, then talk about a couple models that we want to add. So, uh, Juice, generally you have a little bit of lore for us. Do you have that tonight or you want me to do that? So, I don't have a whole lot of lore. Um, didn't get a chance to read up on these guys or pull it up. But oh. I didn't know with the Eclipse Sisterhood, um, as we know, they were break off of the Trezorite Empire. Um, they're the same, I guess, uh, ethnicity, Ch if you will, race, maybe. Yeah, Chaler. Yep, and um, they got tired of the misogynistic Trazerites, so they decided to kick butt and um, get rid of their oppressors. So um, the Eclipse Sisterhood is an all-female faction, which is really unique for any war game, I feel like, or fantasy skirmish game, and I think they do an awesome job with them. They are awesome models. Uh, that is not lore, but, uh, you know, it's just it's just part of the whole aesthetic, and it's really cool, so... Yeah, and actually part of the reason that they're in they're in open rebellion right now, like in the timeline. Um it'll be interesting to see what happens with that. But they're in open rebellion right now, the Eclipse are. And uh the part of the reason for it is like any women that become casters are that are found out are it's like taboo to be a female caster in the Trezorites Empire. And so those women are taken and they are uh essentially used as batteries to create magic items for the Trezorite Empire, ending in, like, core stones, which are, like, one of the most powerful magic items. They prevent all casting within a certain range, and you put them in big cities and stuff like that to help defend your your cities. But, yeah, um, it's it's pretty bad, because you to make magic items here in, in, in Phalon is you... Uh, put your like soul into it your essence into it and it will eventually kill you if you just keep making magic items like that and so uh, kind of like D&D 3.5 where you had to spend your experience points to create magic items it's similar to that um, so anyway yeah so they take these female casters and they hook them up you know they put them into sweatshops essentially and that's that's another reason why the uh, the Eclipse decided to rebel you know, there's a lot going on there, but that's just one of them, you know, so. Well, cool. Um, so in our starter sets here, we have uh, a Nemesis Leader, a Sun Eater as a caster, doing Void Magic, a uh, Shadow Dancer, um, which is a he melee hero, a Secret Sister, which is a um, melee hero, but she mu you could play whole games with her never going into melee. And then on the those are our heroes. And then on the follower side, it comes with the Rebel Maiden, the gal with a whip, and a uh, Throat Seeker. And so we're going to be talking through these different models. And to kick us off, um, let's talk about the Sun Eater Juice, and then I'll talk about the leader. So I'm mixing it up. <laughs> she looks like Pac-Man, but she no, I'm just kidding. So the Sun Eater is coming in to speed seven D6 model with a long neck D6. <laughs> Uh, she is a defense four AV two LP uh, LP two with a DA discipline, and she has void magic D ten fifteen power spell blocker and cunning. So um, she's got I think some fun interesting things here. Before I go into the um, cunning part there for spell blocker, so spell blocker is going to be you spend plus one power or you may to add plus one dice level to the counter spell roll. You can add up to X dice level in this way. 
so I believe she has spell blocker one, which means you can raise your spell uh, counter spell dice level by one to a d12, which is pretty nice. Um, so she can really, you know, if you put her in the right position, can uh, positioning can really do some good counter spelling stuff. And then cunning, cunning is a really fun one that we don't actually see too often, um, but you're all, plus two. All light cavalry have cunning. I mean, see too often is like I don't feel like anybody uses it. Like I, uh, in our meta, in our meta, I abuse it. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. Keep going. Uh, so you are plus two to any evade test. When you evade, you may choose to evade any distance up to the full amount determined for an evade move. When you complete an evade move, evade move, you are treated as being on hold instead of losing your activation, which is way better. So somebody decides to declare a charge, then you can make an evade test. You're plus two to this, so you need a two on the die. Um, and then you may evade any distance up to the full amount determined, so in her case, seven inches. And then instead of losing your activation completely, you're just on hold, which means you can still do a lot of fun stuff. <laughs> yeah, so if you haven't activated yet, you can activate and do a thing or whatever. So like... She's already uh, cast for the turn, so she's kind of done, but she can coming out of that and stuff, so that's pretty that's pretty fun. Yeah. So uh, she comes in at 31 gold, and let's talk about her spell list here. So she's got a lot of good ones. Um, I think my favorite spell that she has is going to either be Void Door or Void Wall. Um, so let's go over Void Door. Void Door is a two-cost spell. Target friend within six inches of you is removed from the encounter area and cannot return this turn. Model gains ambush. <clears throat> so you essentially teleport somebody off the board, and the next turn they can come in and ambush, which is really great for this faction. Is it's just something they do, you know, in, in general really well. But uh, it's just a fun thing to do, you know, like to be able to take uh, even your. Um, we're going to talk about her a little bit, but your. Um, you can take your battle sister. All of a sudden, your battle sister has ambush. That's pretty scary. You know, she doesn't have the speed necessarily, but heavy armor target coming in and ambush is like, whoo, whoo, whoo. you know. Um, you can also do it with uh, the is it car chaser. Mm. You know, so that's really nice, and that's something I actually don't see happen too often. But we don't have too many uh, eclipse players in our meta. But we have one. But um, generally, their for, their turn one cast is going to be a void door. Yeah, gives them a lot of versatility. Uh, I won't go over the full thing in the void wall because it's kind of long. But uh, basically, it it's a wall that does some you know basic wall stuff. Doesn't truly block line of sight, but gives them negatives. But the main thing that it does that's crazy is any model that comes into contact with it uh, that tries to move through it rather is placed in a random direction d6 inches from the spot where it touched. So that that can just be really fun. I've seen it like just do some crazy things where it throws somebody and like out of a building essentially <laughs> yeah you can do some wilds like void wall it's fun to all right well we're gonna try it because it might work out in your favor and it might not who knows i never see it work out in their favor they're like oh we're gonna try it and then just shoot you and they're like oh my gosh it did one time for me i teleported the other side carried on with my uh movement and made contact it was great <laughs> but yeah that's a rare occurrence. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll throw out, uh, my favorite spell on their list is Stabilize. So you can change one of your die rolls, one friendly die roll, um, so that its final result is a four. So that the die's final result is a four. 
Um, and so that's pretty sweet. So what you cannot do, just I, I, so what you can do with this first is like if you touch a roll and roll, you know, you roll one, and that's really bad. Boom! It's a four. The uh, so that's really good. It's not a torch anymore. It's a four. And then like the the sister of the eclipse, uh, most of their melee weapons. In fact, all of your melee heroes that are in this box you'll see come with uh, sakazets, which are a D8 plus one weapon. So if you make your final result a four, on the, it's the die's final result is a four, is uh, that becomes a five with a sakazet. So that's super good. So those are just a couple of things to like keep in mind, uh, which is really good. That what you can't do with it is like if you're rolling a d4, the final result is a four. It does not spike the die. Race feet, but no. Yeah, it doesn't. You're not gonna spike it from there. It's just like it's a four and it's done. So uh, that's uh, that's what that final result means. So. Yeah, but um, void magic. It, it's it's a type of spirit magic, is it not? Oh man, it no, it's energy. Void magic's okay. energy. And I honestly it's one of my favorite lists that are out there. I it's got a lot really, of debuffing really, really, really and buffing. It's got some really niche spells, I feel like, but it's interesting because you don't typically see these kind of spells for energy magic. Yeah, they're super good. I really like it. So I mean, anyway, null. null armor. No armor is kind of there, but yeah, exactly. So, anyway, um, so on with let's go with uh, Nemesis then, Jeff. If yep. you want to go over there. All right, so Nemesis, speed seven. She's going to be your leader, by the way. So she's speed seven. Uh, you're going to notice a lot of high speed, um, low armor units in Eclipse. They're a finesse army for sure. Um, Mar D12 plus one, nice. Sakazet D8 plus one, and then Sakazets have lethal. And lethal is going to be, uh, their critical damage is a threshold 8. So instead of needing a 10, it's an 8. I'm just I'm just going to double check that, but I'm 90% sure it's damage. I get lethal Should and deadly be. mixed up. Uh, I think yeah. it's hit. Critical damage from this weapon is threshold 8. Oh, there you go. I get it mixed yep. up too, apparently. Yep. So um, I'm getting better at it. Uh, so defense is going to be a 5. It, armor value is going to be a 3. Three life points, typical for a leader. Discipline, D12, typical for a leader. She's got the leader talent. Yep, go figure. Uh, she comes with parry two, uh, contain, active defense, deceptive strike. She's got a dex and an agility bump, both to D10s. And then she hates Trazerites. In fact, the entire faction hates Trazerites. That is not their faction ability. Uh, but the entire faction hates Trazerites. Um, and so contain here, parry, you get to, uh, if you're hit with a melee attack, you can roll it and, you know, that becomes your new defense. You roll your melee attack. Um, contain prevents, uh, you ignore talents by enemies that prevent reactions while breaking off. So things like elusive, uh, they don't get, you get to ignore elusive on that model. So that's a pretty big deal. Um, and then active defense means that she can make reaction attacks even while she's engaged in melee. Normally, if you're engaged with, uh, if there's two models there, uh, you can't make any reaction attacks. She can still make those reaction attacks because she has active defense. I believe there's another line to active defense here. Nope, you can make reactions while engaged. So, boom. That's pretty good. Um, deceptive strike is kind of her, like, main thing. Deceptive Strike says, uh, 
if you attack somebody and they and then your attack gets parried you can spend one of your parries to reroll your attack that's deceptive <laughs> yep so i roll to hit juice i need a 5 i get a 5 cool he rolls a parry gets a 6 parries me i roll i use one of my parries to reroll and i get a uh 7 or a six, I now hit. And so it's funny she has contained too. Yep. She is she's there to she wants uh if you get into contact with her, she's gonna kinda lock you down a bit. That's her job is to like kind of lock down uh the enemy models and, and everything like that. So I like her a lot. She's pretty fun. Um so yeah, that's uh that's the nemesis there. And you'll notice her Mars a D12 plus one, so if you use Stabilize, she gets a five to hit instead of a four to hit. I like Stabilize. And you also use it for your yeah. parries. Sisterhood's really good with her, too. Yep, so there's that. Uh, let's uh, let's skip down to the Shadow Dancer, which is an... Uh, I really like all the heroes here, so let's talk about yeah, Shadow, I really Dancer. Like Shadow Dancer. So the Shadow Dancer is the hip-hop... <laughs> Uh, Shadow Dancer is a really cool sculpt, I think. Speed 7, D10, Mar with the Sokka's at D8, one, uh, plus 1 lethal. So we're, you're seeing a pattern there. They're stealing the weapons from the uh, Trazerites. <laughs> uh, defense 5, AV is going to be 3, 2 life points, D10 discipline. She has Blade Dancer, Parry 2, Deceptive Strike again, and then Agility, D10. Um, so that... Um, the main thing that Shadow Dancer is there for is that Blade Dancer. It's really sweet. It's awesome. Uh, you're going second. You Blade Dance around. We've talked about it before. You see it on Thorn, but or the Duelists or Slash Duelists. But uh, Shadow Dancers are really great. They're just a great model for just messing with your opponents. Parry two means that she can stay in the fight and she's not, you know, going to go down super easily. If they get past her defense, she might have a little bit of a hard time, but. Um, she's not supposed to be staying in combats where they're getting past her defense easily. You know, <laughs> she's leaving those guys in the dust and then dancing around a little squishier target or perhaps a ab more advantageous uh, situation with the nemesis, perhaps or something. You know, um, but she is a very versatile hero. I like her a lot for thirty gold. I mean, you can't beat her. So. <laughs> Yeah, she's very good for thirty gold. Yep, for sure. So, so with that, let's talk about. Um, her buddy and friend Jeff, the Secret Sister. Yeah, so Secret Sister has a little more to her, and one, you know, we mentioned all. I mentioned all these ladies have hate Trazerites. So if you do play against the Trazerites, you have hate them, or you hate them, and uh, that means that all of your models are fearless when it comes to Trazerites. But Trazerites have enraged against you, and uh, enraged there says if they lose a combat. Instead of making and fail a morale check, they can instead pass the morale check, but they lose a life point. That life point cannot be negated by any means. So they can't die hard the life point away. They have to lose the life point. Anyway, so that's in, enraged, and then we hate them. So there you go. They don't like us. We hate them. It's all good. All right, so Secret Sister. Um, I like her a lot. She is speed 7, Mar D10. She has a Sakazet, D8 plus 1 lethal, as always. And you notice that theme. 
Um, defense 5, AV 3. Oh, look, there's another theme. 2 life points, discipline D10. Alright, so she's going to mix it up a little bit. She has a dodge, uh, 1 dodge with agility D12. Nice. Um, she has ambush, also very nice. Um, and re just re uh, uh, as a reminder, you cannot ambush within uh, 6 inches of another ambushing model. And so at the beginning of your movement of any of your turns, you can place any ambush models that you have. And uh, you just can't place two of them within six inches of each other or 12 inches of a scout or six inches of an enemy. And then they start their turn there. So that's fine. Anyway, she has amb ambush. Very nice. Elusive one, so she can leave a combat that she doesn't like. Uh, this, I believe, is the first model that ever had enhanced disguise there's a second model now um, but enhanced disguise it's uh the opponent wishing to target her needs to make a um knowledge test 10 or they cannot target her or see her she looks like a civilian or you know even her sculpt looks very she has her blades hidden behind her back. So yep. she, it's a cool sculpt, I think. It's a very cool sculpt. I like her a lot. Actually, I have one. I think I packed it up for somebody else to use for a game or something, but I do have one someplace. Anyway, um, so yeah, she has that enhanced disguise. Very good. Opportune Strike. If she's engaged with another model, like if, uh, if you are piling on your opponent, her critical hit threshold is a 5. So this makes her very deadly if she can get into a two-on-one situation. Um, she also has Free Runner, uh, which is a really interesting talent, and then Hate talent, uh, hate as well, but Free Runner. Doors, windows, high walls and hedges, and low walls and hedges are easy terrain for her. So generally, like, walls are going to be rough ground. Uh generally speaking with energy walls like if you summon a wall it's you gotta whatever this magic says is what it is um but uh for most high walls and hedges or low walls and hedges doors windows those sorts of things they're just going to count as rough ground for her they count as easy what this means is for her ambush ability you can put her in a house that has a window and charge out of that window or behind a wall and charge through the over the wall and stuff like that so that's very cool uh, very thematic in my opinion so yeah that's her she's uh she's really good as a uh objective holder or contester because of that enhanced disguise Gosh, yeah so you don't always want to engage with her sometimes you just want to flit around a uh an objective to like deny a campground her. yep something like that or <laughs> except Yep. You watch your opponent flail as they can't get past your enhanced disguise and sit there and just yeah. In camp raid, uh, if your opponent your opponent uh, could easily misplay if they forget that you have the secret sister, and they overcommit their units and they're way up the field, and you're going second, and then you put your secret sister down, and next to their objective, and then move on to their objective or run onto it, whatever, and now you're on their objective. That's one turn of you holding their camp. And then they have to turn around and get back to the camp. And Moral sometimes the story they, is. they've overextended and they can't get back. And now you win don't, don't do by virtue of being there. So, uh, so anyway, I started a blast. Disguise doesn't infect uh, scatter shots. 
Yeah, and even if they get back there, they might not be able to shoot her, you know, because of the enhanced disguise, and so she can be uh, she can be a thorn in your opponent's side for sure if you play her. And she comes in at twenty nine gold, which is quite nice, you know. For you that. Have to keep in mind too, she still could get affected by um, cone templates. So uh, if you're playing against her and you're annoyed at the disguise, it doesn't get rid of her disguise, but she still gets hit because cone templates are non-discriminatory when it comes to burning things or icing things or whatever. Yep. Uh, also bear in mind that is not while she will be under the template um, it's not a great method because she does have that D12 to avoid it. Right. So, yeah, it's not the way to deal with her. But but I, I have seen her take life points from templates. Well, it's, not a, it's not a bad idea though because with your, when you cast a spell if you can see her you get that free disguise check. So you know, you have the potential to uh, get rid of that disguise in that moment as well as do some damage to her, so... Oh, totally. Yeah, anytime you cast or are about to shoot um, before you pick your target or whatever, you can make a free knowledge check to try and get rid of those disguises, so make sure you're taking those. Yeah, all right, I Juice, all the time. you want to talk about Rebel Maiden or Throat Seeker? Um, I'm going to talk about the Rebel Maiden. Great, go for it. She has her own song, so that's pretty cool. No. <laughs> um, speed 7. She has two attacks, a D6 Mar uh, Whip and a Long Knife. Uh, we'll get back to those in a second. Defense 4, 2 AV, 1 Life Point, D8 Discipline. So for a follower, that's pretty good. She's going to be a follower killer, going before a lot of followers. Uh, backstep and cost 12 gold. So there's a couple things going on here. We'll talk about the Whip. So Whip... It's going to be a D4 damage with um, Entangle and Quick Strike. So what's great about those two qualities um, is Quick Strike is going to have that whip a lot of the times going first. An attack with this weapon is treated as plus one dice level discipline, so a D10 in her case, for combat sequence purposes unless the target has a higher discipline. Uh, this determination is made when the combat sequence is determined. You're also treated as having the counterattack talent for this weapon. So if you're braced and everything, which means you haven't, you're on, you're on hold, and you're sitting there, then um, you and not engaged at the start of the turn. You get to go first, just in general. So uh, that that's just awesome. Her whip goes first, and the reason why that is great is because you get the entangled ability with it as well, which um, entangle has. Um, potential to do uh, a lot of good stuff like if you're helping um maybe lower the defense of a or you know lower the um defense of a so, yeah so entangle uh says this if you hit a target that's on the same or smaller base um the target needs to make an agility test five if the test fails they're minus two defense if they touch or fail by four or more um, so it says this, if they fail by four plus, they're restrained instead, which is really bad because then they can't attack or parry or anything like that. They suck if they're restrained. If you crit with the, with an entangling weapon, instead of auto spiking the damage roll, you increase the TN of the agility test by two for Breach each level. level of crit. Yeah. So that's what agility does. It lowers their defense primarily. Yeah, but it can do a lot of other nasty things too. So, um, especially if you crit, the restraint is 
nasty. But um, that's great because the whip is going to be going first a lot of the time before she does her damage. So you're going to have a chance to get that in there before she dies or to help a hero out that's fighting another hero, any of that kind of stuff. Um, and then with Backstep, Backstep is just a really great talent that I have found uh, more, I guess, I've played more models with it lately. And um, I never appreciated it before, but man, it's just really good. If ready and unengaged, immediately after a melee combat, which you have been involved has been completely resolved, you can move up, you may move up directly away from all enemies in the combat up to three inches, not ending in contact. And uh, so that's really great for her because she doesn't necessarily want to stay in that combat because the next turn, she might not be hitting first or she might, you know, not have the hero around anymore or something to kind of take those blows for her because she is kind of squishy uh but she can choose to charge again or she can uh hold and help somebody else any of those kind of things so I, I i really like her model and i really like the uh uses you can have with her especially with backstep i just think it gives her more survivability and just makes her pretty utility i guess you know yeah so let's let's talk about the rebel main for just a second um because this, the Rebel Maiden comes in the starter set uh, for a number of reasons, but one of them is because we need we we haven't talked about the faction rule. I didn't have it pulled up when I talked about the Nemesis, but here's the faction rule: um, the Nemesis, a free band led by the Nemesis, is uh, the owning player may choose one melee combat per turn, and in that combat they may exchange the combat sequence order uh, between two faction models. So this works really great with a Rebel Maiden, because uh, like Juice was mentioning with the backstep thing, she can charge, she can back out of the combat and then charge back in, and um, you can decide. All right, she's going first because she charged and the other people didn't. I'm gonna swap that combat order now. She doesn't lose her charge bonus; she still gets the charge bonuses. But you can have the Nemesis that is in combat there go first. So now your leader is striking before everybody else in the combat, including other leaders. Um, and your Rebel Maiden is sitting there like, what up? You know, and they can't fight the Rebel Maiden because she's a follower, Hero's Honor, you know. But they'll, and so now they got to deal with this nemesis who's always striking first and stuff like that. So uh, you can use that to really to your advantage to get, uh, to get a leg up in combats with switching that combat sequence between two faction models in the same combat. So I hope that makes sense. So that's the Rebel Maiden. Um, Juice, you want to talk about the Throat Seeker as well? Yeah, so the Throat Seeker, again, speed 7, which we're seeing all across the board here. Uh, D8 Mar, long knife, D6, uh, defense 4, 2 life, or two AV, 1 life point. D6 discipline this time. She has ambush and free run. We already talked about ambush a little bit there. Um, she's just a really mobile um, hitter. You know, she's nine gold, so she's uh, a lot cheaper than the Rebel Maiden, and um, she's just able to get in there, especially with Free Runner, where you're able to go through doors, windows, high walls, and they're all easy terrain for you. She can ambush out of a building. Um, she's just like a, I guess like an, you'd say like an Alpha Strike would be the correct terminology there. Yeah, she's an objective runner and a striker. Because that yep. D eight that D eight Mars is really nice, so she can come in and lend a hand. Typically, I'll see a lot of these um, throat seekers. They'll kind of like come in 
maybe like turn three after you've done some like an ambush maybe with your uh, secret sister or somebody that's like a, maybe even a shadow dancer you know and uh, they'll do it the next turn and kind of come aid that shadow dancer that's now maybe in a combat to just do an extra advantage there and um, get even more pile on bonuses and those kind of things mm-hmm. yeah for sure no, uh, but otherwise, that that's kind of it for her for me. Uh, do you have any more thoughts on her? Um, no, she's she's pretty um, she's pretty easy to use. Yep, ambush with her and enjoy ambushing, and then try not to stay. <laughs> yeah, well, try to kill whatever you're going after, or do whatever you're doing. You can use the throat seeker also to uh, get back there and take an objective. Uh, one other note on the Rebel main, uh, if you're ever playing this game, and I'm talking about the Rebel main, but really anybody, if you see a follower that has a D8 discipline, that follower is meant to kill other followers. That's kind of their job, because they're going to be striking before other followers. And even in the case of the uh, Rebel Maiden, with her whip, she'll be striking before other follower killers with her whip. Um, and so that's really good, you know, so just like, yeah, she's a follower killer. That's what she does there. So that's, that's kind of a fun thing. Yeah. You can give her ambush and then go for a nice little kill there. Yeah. You could void door if you wanted to. Um, so, um, so with well, that, few, go ahead. can we talk a few tactics before we get into what we would add? Yeah. Yeah. Go for it. All right. So with the Eclipse Sisterhood, um, they're really a finesse army. You kind of need to know uh, what they're doing, how like what you're doing, to run them effectively. Um, and it helps a lot if you know, in general, like how the game works, because you have blade dancers, you have elusive models, you have uh, ambushers all over the place, and that's really, really effective as a gameplay, but you need to know how to use it. Otherwise, you're going to find that you're misplaying. Uh, one of our friends was playing, and he dropped all of his uh, throat seekers on turn one and just nailed the his opponent right off the bat on turn one. And what he found was one throat seeker would die and the rest would break and run away. Because they didn't have any of that support, they're only D6 discipline. They're you know, it wasn't going well for him. Now, he holds them back a little bit, like Juice was saying, and does much much better with them. And so yeah, I think the hardest part in any army like this is knowing when to ambush and positioning your pawns, so to speak, in the right places. Do I want to dedicate a secret sister and a throat seeker to their back rank? Do I want to throw a, a shadow dancer in there? Do I want to keep shadow dancer up here with my nemesis so that we can trap someone and the nemesis can take her while the shadow dancer goes and kills a couple followers? You know, anything like that. Yeah, they have some great abilities, you know, to synergize like the throat seeker and the secret sister. You, do, you ambush them six inches apart, but kind of together, so they go after the same target, so the target's piled on, so that you get opportune strike. You know, things you could do stuff like that um, as well. So, yeah, there's a lot of synergy there. There's a lot to enjoy about this faction. Uh, as Colin would say, and he's the lead design there for DGS, he would say you need to 
you have the ability in here to pick the fights that you want to fight and to decide not to fight the fights that you don't want to fight. So you have the ability to really allow, to choose the flow of combat with this faction. And so you want to make sure that you're doing that. If somebody's in combat with your secret sister and you don't want to fight them, right? They tr you've lost, you lose disguise and they're charging you and you just don't want to fight them. You don't counter charge. You hold and you evade out of that combat and you do not fight that combat because you don't want to fight that combat. Right, and as Alucard charges you, yeah, okay, you evade and just leave the combat and let him do whatever he's doing, you know, unless he knocks you down with Bull Rush. So that's that's all that to say. That is, uh, yeah, man, that's you just want to pick your combats wisely. Uh, positioning is really important, and uh, know when to ambush and when to keep your people in ambush and wait. Uh, sometimes Void Door is really, really helpful. Sometimes it's not. You know, because you can't bring them in for two turns. So, you know, you can't bring them in this turn. You have to bring them in next turn. So you're down a full model for one round. So sometimes it's really helpful. Sometimes it's not. You just got to work your way through kind of what is and what isn't. Juice, any other thoughts on tactics? No, I don't think so. I'm just... Looking at some of their other models here, and I'd like to see more of the Izakar chase or Izaki chaser. Yeah, it's such a cool model, but no, well, no more you... tactics talk for me. All right, are you going to talk about the Izaki chaser now that you you brought it up? Oh well, well, I guess so. So um, there's a lot of models you could add here. Um, I was going to point out the battle sister. If you're like me and you're not very good at strategically choosing your battles, she helps you. Kind of survive she, that a little bit more. She's a heavy armored. She's your one armored. Like I can just tank my way through this fight, and she's very good at it. And that's all yes. we'll say about her. You can yeah. look her up. But the uh, Izaki Chaser, you know, um, this is your fastest unit uh, that they have access to. Riding a is I think it's Izaki. I don't know. Anyway, but this lizard thing. It's a pretty cool model. Um, speed nine, D ten Mar. Uh, she uh, has awareness, which is pretty nice. A sidestep, pathfinder, fast, infiltrate, dodge two with a D12 dodge. Um, what awareness is going to do for you is it gives her. Um, look she it up here because it's been a minute since. Uh, your response talents may be triggered by break off actions, a reaction attacks, and attacks originating from any facing. Um, you may make melee attacks through any facing as well. So that's pretty nice. Uh, it's super nice, man. That means that she can... Normally, when you break off, you can't uh, parry or dodge. But she can. She can use her dodges when she breaks off. And if she gets piled on, I can't, for some reason, can do some of her other stuff. She has a thrown weapon, too, which is nice. But I don't know. It's just a fun model. Um, the lizard, the movement. Uh, if you're looking at the high, like the alpha striking stuff... You can give her ambush. I mean, if you really want to, uh, she can survive all right, and she can get up in there and do some damage, um, especially with sidestep and everything else. And uh, I don't know, it's just a really fun model. I for thirty-five gold pickup, it'd be a great hero to add to your roster, um, just because you're getting a good value out of it, and then it's also just a fun model to bring. Um, it's a great thing from the starter box because you're getting closer to that two hundred point mark with her. Um, and uh, with her, I'd probably pick up another Rebel Maiden or so, but 
Uh, that's just that's just my thoughts for the kind of where to go after. Yeah, she's really good. We don't see as many of her. Now Jeff wants to run a list. Of Can you run a chaser? What's a dismounted chaser? Is there stats for it? Uh, there are, I think, like, not playtest, but kind of playtest. There's also, there's also, like, weird, I don't think there's dismounted stats for her. There is a weird, um, I also don't know that I would want to run her dismounted, to be perfectly honest. Yeah, I mean, I... I don't know either because I don't know what all you'd get, but the you're gonna lose fast. You're gonna lose two speed. You're gonna lose fast. I think that's about it. But with yeah. her speed and everything and the thrown weapon, I wanna I want her to be speed nine. Right. Yeah. Especially with the D eight discipline, that's where she kind of fails a little bit. Yep. You know, you're you're wanting to get those charges off and then sidestep out of there and then charge again, you know? Mm-hmm. For sure. All right. Um, what would you yeah. add? Okay, I would actually add two models. I'm going to talk about one, and then I'm going to honorable mention the other one. Uh, the Night Whisper is the model that it's always my first purchase. Uh, and thankfully, in my painting exchange, somebody has graciously painted up a Night Whisper for me. For my eclipse so um night whisper speed seven uh mar d6 awesome for a hero long knife d6 so good for a hero ranged attack rating d10 uh she uses a rundar which is a d6 plus one weapon with shield breaker and it's an 8 16 24 uh, range she's defense five av3 two life points discipline d8 and she has running shots, so she can run and shoot. Awesome. With speed 7, so she can move 14 inches and still take that shot. Running shot. Dodge 1 with an agility of D12. She is a scout, which includes infiltrate. She has dark vision and is currently the only model in the game with dark vision. Uh, dark vision allows you to ignore gloom and darkness effects. Uh, she has elusive one which is you know elusive one uh harasser so she can if she performs a break off action she can still shoot she has free runner which we've talked about and leaper leaper allows her to automatically pass jump tests um and uh i think it's jump tests to cross gaps and stuff that are three inches let's see what that is Boop. leaper you can climb and or jump up to up uh oh my gosh i'm gonna restart you may climb up to or jump down from any height up to three inches without a test normally it's two uh you may jump over any gap or obstacle up to three inches in height or width normally it's uh even one inch you have to make a test the cost in movement is equal to the distance climbed and or jumped uh this may be done while running. So talk about running across rooftops. She can do it. Super good. Man. So I just really like her. She is a uh, problem solver for me and a harasser. Uh, I use her to uh, screw with the enemy quite a bit. And that's a ton of fun. I just got to say I really like her stats all over the place. It's terrible. Uh, she clocks in at 30 gold. And so... Uh, 
Yeah. Whoa, slow down there, Liddy. <laughs> yeah, she's really cheap for what she does. She's very good. Um, the other honorable mention that I would also pick up immediately, and I'd probably pick up two of these immediately, is uh, an Untamed. Uh, they're speed 7, Mar D6, but they get two attacks with long knives, D6. So they get two attacks. And then they're 4, 2, 1, uh, D4 Discipline. So, you know, they're super undisciplined. And then uh, they have Flurry. Flurry, if uh, the target is piled on, they actually count as two models for the purpose of pile on. But you have to have two models to begin with. So they're lowering, dropping defense by two if they're involved in a combat, which is really, 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 really well, Somebody good. else, yeah. So you got yeah. her and a Rebel Maiden, and then you're dropping a defense by two, and then if you happen to get an Entangle off, you go. Yep, if you get that Entangle to go off now, they drop by four. So Untamed are very good. They synergize great with the rest of the group, allows you to get those hits off. Who cares about heavy armor when you or high defense if you have some untamed in the group? You know, so I really like them. Yeah, I hate them just because they make me angry. I mean, they're Colin's favorite model in the game. Period. I just, I just hate. Like, really? Where'd that come from? <laughs> Man, now I want to go paint up my Eclipse starter set that I have kicking around here. It's probably about time. <laughs> it probably is. All right, well, that's it for the Eclipse. Uh, any closing thoughts there, Juice? Uh, no, uh, the Eclipse are a good faction in general, though. Uh, I would not necessarily throw them in a new player, but, um, you know, one thing that's good about this game is pretty balanced. So if you're willing to take the time to learn your faction, then you're going to have, you know, a good time. Me, personally, I don't think I have the mind for a faction like that, or I don't, I don't favor them too much, but... Um, there's a lot of fun things you could add to them, and um, I think they have a great aesthetic. So, you know what, Juice? I'm just uh, you know I know you're uh, you already have enough factions as is, but I will just throw this out. You really like the uh, duelist as a bandit leader? Yeah, I think uh, I think these might be up your alley if you like the duelist as a bandit leader. So you never know. I was actually just looking at allies that can go with them for some shenanigans. So. All right. Well, uh, we're, our next faction overview is going to be Chakram. Um, and then we will we might do a Ravenblade overview, but it might be really quick. And then, yeah, let us know if there's something else that you want us to do. Uh, we'd love to talk Free Blades or Bright Sword or even Free Captains. I will say one other thing about the Eclipse. This is the last thing I'll say. <laughs> I know, I'm sorry. They are getting a new model. And that new model is called a Void Agent. All I'm going to say, it is a magical teleporting assassin. Redacted. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, redacted. Magical teleporting assassin. Redacted. Uh, and that's that's what they're they're adding that to their uh, to their repertoire. Um, and so she is fabulous. And you should be excited about it. She's fantastic. Th this model has been... Yeah, she's fantastic. This model has been over two years in the making to make sure that we get it right. So uh, we're really excited to see it. Uh, it's Colin's baby, and it's Colin's fault that it's been two years. So everything oh is Colin's gosh. fault. So anyway, so you can enjoy that. And uh, yeah, let us know if you play the Eclipse and what you think of them as well. And 
Uh, we look forward to talking about the chakram next time we get together. Have a great night. Yeah.